PK. JP. What's up, buddy? Are you well? Are you okay? Are you alive? I am very much alive. I would like to say I'm back to 95%. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. It's been a long road, man. Thank you for asking. Oof. I mean, you you were really sick there. You know what? It was more uh, how, how long it lasted. Uh, there was only a couple of days where I would say I was bedridden, but uh, it was about you know ten to twelve days with uh, body aches uh, that you know made everything just ten times harder. Uh, and uh, and then a solid you know two weeks plus with a uh, cough and a, and a tight chest. Uh, other than that, you know, everything, everything was, was status quo, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was definitely, definitely a long haul, a lot of fatigue and, uh, you know, it just made the, 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 the quarantine and isolation a, a bit, a bit harder. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're back, man. Uh, mood is, uh, on the upswing. Uh, the wife is happy. Uh, so, you know, can't complain. Thank you for checking in, bro. Of course. I mean, when I heard from Chris that you had been, you know, as sick as just described and that he thought he could somehow cure you with Snapchat videos, I went into uh, full alert. I was very, very concerned at that point. He, he, you know what? If he, if he made it sound as it was plural, um, He's uh, he's bragging. He's way way over his head. It was just one. Uh, but I'll tell you what, that one that he did send me was was uh, pretty spectacular. So I'm I'm very happy that he did uh, put a put a big smile on my face. He does know how to bring a filter into its full flourishing. Indeed, man, he does. He does. We miss that guy over here, stateside. We certainly do. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what happens with everything going on over in Europe and if this might hasten his return. Yeah, yeah indeed. And also, you know, you also have the, the Chris factor. You know, you know, one, uh, one chapter uh, into another changes fairly, fairly quickly. So, yeah, we always wish him the best of luck. He needs it. <laughs> How are you doing, my friend? Uh I'm doing well. I've been spending a lot of time in forced work stoppage by calling up people in my life or friends of friends and talking through their, their personal narratives. And this is the 41st interview I've conducted for a podcast. Congratulations, man. That's a, that's a lot of discipline, and, and I think it's a, a great way to stay in touch uh, with your circle. Because uh, times are hard, man, and, and people might pretend to be happy and motivated, but the truth is that you know self quarantine is, is no easy fit. Uh, so takes uh, takes uh, takes a lot to uh, you know put yourself out there and, and and keep in touch with friends and family. It's more critical now than ever. That's that's for sure. And just because of how I process information, you gave us a summary of what your month last looked like, but I'd like to dive into the details 
and kind of go back to the beginning and see if we can chart uh, how how things went for you. Um, do you remember the date of the first day you started feeling sick? Uh, sure. I, I have a few notes here, to be honest, just to have some discipline around quarantine and going, you know, going back outside and avoiding contagion. So I would say March 18th. It was a Wednesday. I would tell you that was the first day that, uh, you know, I, I felt like I was hit by a truck. And, uh, you know, I, I felt like I weighed, you know, five times my, my weight just because I was so lethargic. Uh, and, uh, you know, like I said, body aches, like muscle pains. That were, were, you know what the odd part was that they would wake me up in the middle of the night during the day. I don't know if it was adrenaline uh, that, that uh, sort of made it a little bit, but uh, and I would wake up three, four a.m. with 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 feeling that that I had, you know, ran for twenty miles. You know, my calves hurt, my knees hurt, and uh, to a certain extent, even you know, like my face was hurting one day, which which was pretty crazy. Uh, so you know, pumping a little bit of Tylenol here and there uh, to keep uh, the momentum going. But uh, yeah, I would say uh, March eighteenth was when it when it all started. Then we're what April seventh. I would say last Thursday, April second, or Friday, April third was you know one of the first uh, first days where I you know, woke up feeling uh, human again. So we're we're looking at a full two weeks of yeah. of really not being where you wanted to be, and yeah. on that first day on March eighteenth, I'm so curious. Was it you went to bed feeling fine and you woke up in the middle of the night, you woke up in the morning? What was what was that transition period like from going from feeling fine but knowing the world is kind of falling apart to a sense of, oh, I'm not well? Sure. Uh, I, I was actually, you know, that, that first few days of that week, I was actually playing interior decorator, setting up a home office here with a bunch of gadgets and, and furniture that I bought to uh, adjust the new normal of, of, of working from home. And uh, I would say it was that Wednesday in the afternoon uh, after I wrapped up work, I was, you know, putting some, some, some pieces of furniture together and, and it just felt, you know, like a lot of work. I was, you know, short of breath and, and getting a little busy. And that's when I realized that, uh, you know, I wasn't it wasn't lack of sleep. It wasn't anxiety or stress. That it was, it was, it was something else. Uh, but it was smack in the middle of the day. You know, you usually wake up in the middle of the night uh, feeling something. But this was, uh, this was, uh, I would say, late in the afternoon that I started feeling and going to bed that night. You know, I, I, I tried to uh, sort of keep it natural. No, 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 no medication for a few days. But then it got progressively worse. I had to open the medicine cabinet eventually. And was it similar to the arc of, say, the five stages of grief? At first, was there denial? And then did you get angry, perhaps some bargaining, depression, and then acceptance? Did it, um, did it map along that uh, trajectory at all? No. I mean, I, I definitely hit some of the points of the, the arc, but, uh, 
you know, there, there was never denial. I, uh, let's say, you know, 24 hours in, you know, I looked at myself in the mirror, looked at my wife, and, you know, we, we had been in, in Switzerland uh, 10 days prior, and even though our trip there, you know, airport, uh, uh, both flights there and back, and the places where we were were fairly empty, you know, we started thinking about, you know, the fact that we were, you know, in public spaces or, or trapped in a confined space for an extended amount of time. And, you know, we looked at each other and, you know, immediately acknowledged the possibility of having it. So there was, there was never denial, but uh, I would say it went to straight into frustration or anger and then a little bit of depression without a doubt. Um, just because, one, uh, I come to realize that I'm not the kind of guy uh, that, enjoys working from home a lot. I, I, I clearly underestimated the value of, of human interaction, um, an, an, an experiential uh, interaction on a daily basis. Um, and, you know, having to adjust to that with the fact that, you know, you feel like you want to be lying down the entire day was a little, was a little rough. But you try to, you know, you try to tell yourself that you can hang in there, hang tough, but uh, yeah, I got the, I got the, somewhat frustrating. And did you ever seek medical attention? I did. And, and I'll give you, you know, a, a story that, that, that should, uh, you know, should, should, should all the attention to, to whoever, you know, listens to our conversation. I went, I would say, you know, two days in, uh, very early on, I went to uh, city MD. Uh, told them about my symptoms and and they tested me for the regular flu for influenza and they didn't want to test me for COVID-19 with reason uh, because they had very limited capacity for testing and they wanted to save uh, save it for what they considered uh, potential patients in a a critical state. So they sent me home uh, with a flu test that came back negative. So, you know, that, that, that was I guess the second clue into thinking or accepting the fact that I had uh, uh, COVID-19. And, you know, two days later, as, as, the, as the symptoms progressed, I went over to Brooklyn Hospital, which is here, borderline, Fort Greene, borderline, downtown Brooklyn, a few blocks away from where I live. Uh, they had a, a, a testing tent set up outside. Uh, I stood in line for... I would say, you know, an hour and a half, two hours. That yeah. had to be absolute misery. Yeah, it was, was a crisp, sunny day, you know, 40 degrees. It wasn't that bad. But, uh, yeah, standing in line, you know, everyone trying to follow the social distancing uh, rules, you know, six, ten feet apart. Um, and before I even made it to the tent, you know, the, the people walking by, uh, some with, with their cell phones just taking pictures of pictures and videos, and then uh, other folks stopping, you know, in the cars or, or on the bikes with, I would say, somewhat professional gear, you know, like decent-looking cameras, taking pictures, I would, I would assume, for some, for some local publication. So um, it was definitely interesting. Uh, and, and once I made it to the tent, you know, I got tested. Uh, you know, went home feeling a little better just because of the fact that I at least had had, had been tested. Um, they told me I would get the results in five to six days. I waited 12 days for them to call me back. Uh, and after 12 days, the call just said that my results were inconclusive 
because my sample had been altered uh, in the lab along with other tests. Oh, God. So, so officially, I don't know if I have it or had it. Um, I'm treating it as if I did. Uh, but it's crazy that that happened. And, and you know, it's, it's frustrating. I'm not, I'm not upset with them. But, you know, clearly the system is unprepared for, for what has been hitting us. And I don't know if that's something to do with Brooklyn Hospital, which is bad luck, or if it's something, you know, that's just a manifestation of, of, some, of, of, of a situation that's more systematic and affecting hospitals all over New York, you know, that, that they weren't as prepared. This was three weeks ago, you know, so, so I'm sure the process has been polished a bit, but, uh, but it was remarkable to go through that, you know, and, and luckily it wasn't a big deal for me. But, uh, but, you know, someone in a more critical state uh, would, uh, would, would, would definitely be affected by how the whole process went. Did that shape your judgment about seeking further medical attention? On your worst days, were you ever like, man, I might need a ventilator, I might need some emergency care, or did it never re- reach that stage? No. No, no, I never did. Because uh, uh, at least on on the on the, anything that was uh, breathing respiratory related, uh, it, it never got to that point. It was it was it was a little bit annoying. Uh, there was fatigue. Uh, there was definitely some some dry cough here and there during the day, keeping me uh, at a very limited uh, state. But uh, but it never got to the point where I was worried. Um, what was more annoying even though that's not the focus of the disease, was, was the fact that I, I, I felt a lot of pain uh, you know, my joints and my muscles. Um, but that's not a, you know, that was never a concern to go into the ER, start knocking on their door. So luckily, I, I didn't get to that point. Um, uh, but, you know, it was, I, 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 if it did, if it had gone to, to, to a critical state, of, you know, I wouldn't have, uh, definitely wouldn't have, Played the hero, I would have uh, would have picked up my things and and, and gone. But you know, uh, that wasn't the case, and now we're uh, you know we're on our way back to normal. So we're pretty happy. What was the quarantine in quarantining in home that you had set up with Alex, your wife? Uh, you know what? She was because of the fact that when. And maybe I'm making an assumption here, but when we got back from our trip to Europe, uh, she had a, a day or two where she felt a little ill, uh, similar symptoms to mine, but you know maybe less than a day and a half, and then it was gone. Uh, so when I started feeling sick, you know, she said, you know, maybe she said that maybe I, you know, maybe I caught it first, gave it to you. Uh, Interesting. Regardless, you know, she was uh, she was okay, you know living in the same room, you know, uh, sitting on the couch together. You know, she never was, 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 was trying to distance herself and then went on the apartment. You know, we, we thought that uh, if I had it, you know, even though I would like to consider our, our space is, is somewhat comfortable, uh, it, it was going to be impossible to just keep ourselves uh, separated, you know, for, 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 for two weeks. So, you know, it was, it was, it was normal business as usual, and the remarkable thing is that you know, three two, two, two to three weeks later, she's completely asymptomatic. So maybe she already had it uh, during those two days where she had mild symptoms, or or 
maybe she just hasn't has it right now and uh, totally asymptomatic, which is great for her and, and great for us. I can only imagine, you know, two of us being miserable at the same time would have been uh, uh, a tough cookie to swallow. There is some movement I know around folks who have had the disease going back to work earlier or doing some volunteer initiatives or even in some cases donating plasma. Have you been approached by anybody who has said, hey, you've had this, um, can, can we take advantage of the fact that you've already gone through this or have you looked into any of those uh, sorts of activities? I, I have started doing some preliminary work, uh, but I spoke to two good friends that, uh, that, that work in the, in the industry. Uh, one is the head of the ER for Lenox Hill Hospital, and, and the other one is a uh, um, resident in New York Presbyterian for pulmonary surgery. So, you know, good, decent, decent sources of information. And, and, you know, they said that I should definitely look into uh, donating uh, blood, but uh, but after after the seven days um, from from my last symptom, uh, from from the last day where I showed symptoms, so just to be on the on the you know on the conservative side. So I would say probably early next week I'll try to I'll, I'll try to head out into uh, I don't know if I'll go back to Brooklyn Hospital. Maybe I should. Uh, maybe I shouldn't. I'll, I guess that'll be a game time decision. But uh, I definitely, I definitely want to contribute in some in some way, shape, or form. Fact is that there's so so many unknowns out there yet. So to, to, to this point, that uh, other than donating, uh, I'm not really sure what what uh, what, what works. But uh, but definitely, 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 I'm gonna take part in some some way, shape, or form. Given the fear and confusion surrounding all of this, when you were at your lowest points, what kind of communication were you in with your extended family? And how did you manage their concerns? Uh, you know what? I, I'm very thankful for the fact that you know, my sister is the doctor and, and so is my, my father-in-law. So... You know, I had messages and calls from them on, on the regular, uh, you know, every, almost every hour on the hour, uh, which uh, I said it was anxiety-provoking. Uh, you know, it's, uh, again, one should only be thankful. Uh, but, you know, they were, they were worried of, of the true consequences of, you know, permanent uh, respiratory damage down the road. I never felt that, uh, that it was heading in that direction, but... Uh, they were constantly keeping in touch, which was, you know, it makes you feel comfortable. Maybe, you know, maybe in the moment I even took it for granted um, that, that, that I had, you know, experts on the field, uh, you know, giving me advice that, in the, that at the time felt fairly straightforward. You know, the, the, the hot liquid, you know, vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, so on and so forth. Uh, but it, it was good to, you know, to, to have someone uh, from the field, uh, looking, looking over me. Um, other than that, you know, from my mother to siblings, nephews, nieces, aunts, you know, people that I've, I haven't spoken to in months, 
family, extended family on the other side of the pond, you know, in South Africa, uh, checking in. So that was nice. I, I never felt that that I was that sick, uh, but you know, you read about the cases, uh, you know, out there, and 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 not everyone is this lucky, you know. Um, I've already heard about you know from, from cases you know one or two degrees of separation that uh, that have gone substantially worse, and so it makes sense that that, that family and friends get get worried. Um, so yeah, there was definitely there was definitely a lot of support from, from from the circle. And going back to our initial part of the conversation, on you mentioned Chris Jeffrey, and, and he was just you know one of many. Uh, not that I was showcasing the fact that that I had symptoms, but uh, you know work work gets out and and and. And the friends were there, you know, they were uh, knocking on my door every other day, checking in. So support counts, makes a big difference. I'm sure it does. And, you know, one thing I've always been um, interested in discussing with you because of your personal connection, but what are the reports coming out of Venezuela and how that regime is handling it? Um, you know, is it exacerbating the already extreme problems um, that the populace there faces? Yeah, sure. Um, I have I have two older brothers that live there with with, with their families. They are uh, they are in Caracas, the capital, and they are quarantined. You know, schools are out. Uh, very similar story to to any major city in the Western world. Uh, only essential businesses are open. Um, remarkably, there are there is no shortage of supplies, um, or the short shortage of supplies isn't as bad as it was a couple of years ago when when Venezuela, Venezuela was was uh, in the headlines 24/7. So you know, basic goods are are available somewhat. Uh, there is a massive gas gasoline uh, shortage, uh, which is absurd, uh, given that Venezuela has the largest oil reserves in, in the world. Um, so people have to be very, uh, very conservative of, of travel within a city or, or within the country, if they're, you know, whether they're moving to uh, you know, visit family elsewhere or, or going to a, a summer home or so on and so forth. Um, but, you know, the fact is that uh, the healthcare system there is severely deteriorated over the years, and and even though cases are uh, nationwide, cases are I believe are in the low hundreds at this at this point. Uh, one, I'm sure that figure is incorrect and inaccurate. Uh, and two, and when it escalates, and especially when it escalates into uh, parts of the city or of the country where you know uh, where we're, we're we're, we're we're talking about slums, you know, people in, in, in very low income situations uh, with 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 a lifestyle that that doesn't prioritize, you know, hygiene and, 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 and social distancing just because they don't have that 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 uh, privilege. Uh, that's when it's going to get hairy, uh, and it's going to be very difficult to control. So I think. Uh, the worst is, is yet to come. In the moment, things seem to be subdued, but uh, again, there's there's misinformation or or, or, or worse lack of information uh, and, and a very 
precarious healthcare system that's going to be hit incredibly hard. So um, hopefully I'm wrong. Uh, but uh, uh, we're we're in the calm before the storm uh, back home. But thankfully, the family is doing doing okay for now. So uh, both both back home and, and, and here in the state. So so we're we're good. And generally, uh, at around the twenty five minute mark, I smile to myself because I know I can extend for another twenty five to thirty minutes dragging the conversation on in a bunch of strange directions. But I promised you when I initially reached out to see if you'd be free to chat that I'd keep it short. Um, but I am so thankful that, that for one, you're just feeling better and that you're on the long road to recovery. Um, and Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. It's Because you and I have some skiing to do next winter. Uh, we skipped this winter, which was unfortunate. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of good turns to be made in, in the future for both of us together. Uh, and Amen. so I, I need your lungs. I need your lungs to be at full capacity for hiking up headwall. Uh, yeah. That's, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's something that I look forward to, uh, madly. And I hope that we don't have to wait until next winter, man. I, I'm in here that, um, it was 2019 was a crazy busy year. Um, but, uh, you know, when things get back to normal, I know you have a lot of, we are all going to have to do uh, some severe catching up. Um, and, uh, you know, I hope that gets to your face sooner, sooner than later. Um, I think we're going to prioritize it once we're past the social distancing phase. Um, I really look forward to introducing you and Alex to Amanda and, um, you know, making it a priority to, to get together and, you know, just spend time with the people that we care about. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's a, you know, not that we didn't know this before, but it's uh, definitely a, a very rude awakening uh, that, that we're all facing right now. So got to make the most out of every second. It's the, it's the truth. Um, thank you so much and continue to feel better, my friend. Thank you, brother. I hope to talk to you soon and see you soon as well. Take care. Bye.